welcome to stat i'm telling you all medical true crime stories and it gets bizarre karen wickiam yeah she used to work in the r and now she's sharing the knowledge so let's get involved hey funny and scary at the same time medical mysteries all facts she lies <laughs> so tune in the stat if, if you dare because crazy things can happen anytime anywhere <laughs> yeah Hello, 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 everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to Stat Shocking Dramas and Treatments, and I'm your host, Ken Wiki. I'm coming from beautiful Toronto and Ontario, Canada. Christmas edition. Christmas edition. <laughs> Holiday version. Mary, let's talk about my song. What about your song? Isn't it amazing? It is. I've had so many people complain. Well, not so many. I've had people complain about it. So why didn't like why it. would people complain about it? They didn't like it. But I love it. I love Kibo. Kibo. Key. K-E-Y. Bo. Like your bow. B-E-A-U-X. Mm-hmm. All one word. The guy's amazing. Like he, he will do. He just did, does these ditties. But he also has like full out music of his own and albums. And the guy is very, very, very talented. So go check out Kibo. He's everywhere. And uh, I think you'll love his stuff. And he's just a really cool guy to work with. Anyway, so yeah, welcome to Stat. I'm telling you all medical true crime stories. And it gets bizarre. Karen Wickiam, yeah, she used to work in the ER. And now she's sharing knowledge. So let's get involved. Hey, funny and scary at the same time. Medical mysteries, all facts, you lying. So tune in to Stat if you dare. Because crazy things can happen anytime, anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So you got it twice. If you don't like right. it, you have to listen twice. Most people... His, ber- his version is much better than ours. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, oh my God. Okay, so we have a ukulele. <laughs> uh, orange ukulele. And every once in a while, Mary decides to serenade me. Oh God. Thank God we don't record that. Oh my, I might have to, I might actually for a little gift, get you to uh, do us a little song. What do you think? Mm, no. Let's see if I can't talk her into it. Yeah, I don't want to subject them to that. Okay, well. The horrors. We'll see. <laughs> horrors of holiday music. Oh wait, that's a segue. The, this is what we've decided to do today's episode on. Instead of like, you know, I, I like to make up songs. This time, we're gonna. We've found a list and cross, cross, and checking it twice. We're <laughs> gonna find out uh, the worst music, the worst Christmas music ever, according to many different resources. Okay. Sources, and but I nailed it down to this sort of one uh, by it's from Esquire magazine online, and I thought it had the best uh, combo. And then, if we have time, we're gonna do the worst movies ever, and then. I just got an idea. What's that, Karen? What about we do a Christmas giveaway? I like it. Yeah, I like it. So we're going to, okay, these songs we're going to play, I'm not going to play all of them. I think there's 20 of them. I'm going to just play a couple, and those will be the ones that we think are the absolute worst. And if you can come up with something worse than that, and the same goes through with the movies, whoever comes up with the worst one, We'll get a giveaway. So we're going to do two giveaways and you have your choice of whatever swag you want, you know, except for like a stat car. Is that like a kit car? Is that like uh, a, I want a stat car? car? I want an old ambulance <laughs> or an old hearse and <laughs> or, a white, or a white minivan with no windows. 
God. And have stat all over it. And um, we can drive around the country and and do live shows or just hang out with people. What do you think? I'm down. I'll see if I can talk her into that as well. Okay, so let's get started here. Um, and you know what? We're just doing it loosey-goosey. So you might hear cats crying in the background. You might hear me clicking and all that kind of stuff. But it's because we're doing it live. Live. Coming to you. Okay, so I'm going to just keep it real. All right, let's... <laughs> get started okay so number one song is from a group called uh um pantex <laughs> pentatonics come on that's still one of the d- stupidest names i've ever heard i don't know what it means they should just lose because of the name now i hate acapella i just can't stand it it's aca awesome it's like a shitty and <laughs> i especially the guy with the really deep voice and they go boom 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 and then he of course we like and everybody goes listen to the deepest voice so deep it's so good and it just it drives me absolutely mental however there is a there is um everybody has their taste everybody has their taste so um anyway their song here um was uh that's christmas to me and it got really bad reviews people didn't really like it and this is what they wrote the the article wrote it takes a lot of work to sing harmonies this tight but when the result sounds like a frolicking band of cyborg carolers going door to door in uncanny valley it sort of defeats the purpose (laughs) it's a group made up of gap mannequins that come to life when the mall closes at night and has almost so yeah (laughs) disaster disastrous failure so anyway i thought that was kind of funny okay the next song is by john denver may his soul rest in peace and uh especially after this song yeah i um here here we go I just gotta pay this last bit. He was only seven. He's only seven. Now I'm almost eight. Through your bleary red eye shadows. You came home. Ooh, I'm, I'm thinking it's at night. I hope so. What do you think? Wow. Yeah, I sure hope it was 11 o'clock at night, not 11 o'clock in the morning, but... <laughs> well, he probably had been hammered since then. Oh, my goodness. Please, daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. And spend all our money on whiskey. <laughs> don't lie under the tree in a puddle of pee. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Okay, John, I mean, you're pretty amazing, but uh, I, 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 yeah, that, that wasn't one of your best. Uh, <clears throat> here we go. John Bon Jovi, Backdoor Santa. 
backdoor Santa. So did he come in the back door or did he go in the back door? <laughs> uh, I don't know what to do with that one. Yeah. Um, the, what they wrote is, um, aside from the dreadful... Uh, okay, so it says, it squarely fits into the horny for Christmas canon. Aside from the truly dreadful riff that sounds like someone spilled eggnog on a, on the Trans-Siberian Orchestra keyboard. Oh my goodness. It has a little to do thematically or lyrically with Christmas. Next is Christine Aguilera. And I love her voice. I think she's Me too. super ta- ta- talented. Uh, for the song, Oh Holy Night. They said, you know that one house on the block covered in every inch? Uh, from foundation to chimney and garish glowing lights with an animatronic Santa's and reindeers running up the roof and a nativity scene to boot. Her song is less subtle than that. <laughs> oh, okay. So a little too over, little the, over top. the top. All right. And then we have Maroon 5. You know how I feel about. Yes, I know. Adam Levine. I think he's like the biggest douchebag out there. But uh, so Maroon, Maroon 5 for the song Happy Christmas War is Over, done by John Lennon. Um, he they completely butcher it, ah. and it takes their whole way of doing it takes away from, you know. Yeah, it's kind of a subtle song, and his voice doesn't. I don't know if it would lend itself to that song, but uh, I just think he. Anyway, okay. So this next one, I'm just gonna play for you, and I gotta say that this one almost makes me a little bit angry, but uh, I can kind of laugh at it a little bit because I don't like. Um, Another set of douchebags. Have you noticed that it comes down to douchebaggery for me? What makes me not like it? <laughs> but I like John Lennon. I mean, John uh, John Denver. So anyway, here we go. Well, Santa looked a lot like Daddy. Well, Daddy looked a lot like him. It's not the way I had so that was from the idiots on duck dynasty <laughs> okay <laughs> i and didn't know they even sang <laughs> yeah, and it was an album called duck the halls oh lord um so santa looked a lot like daddy or daddy looked a lot like him. Um, I think that just speaks for itself. <laughs> Was he in a camouflage Santa suit? Uh, the, on the picture, you they're all wearing Christmas hats. But yes, Santa was probably in a camo suit. <laughs> Flying a bun- he had a, a little, um, I don't know, what do you call those tree things that they sit in? Tree things. Oh, you mean when they go hunting? Yeah. And they oh, sit like in a, a duck blind? <laughs> yeah. So, or they're sitting in one of these tree blinds. Yeah, duck blinds. And, you know, they're being pulled by like 6,000 ducks to go from house and house. <laughs> Drop off whistles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. So uh, another one here is called um, Chris, The Christmas Shoes. Oh, God. From um, <laughs> just right away, you know, it's going to be no, bad. No, it's just, it's like. Sap, it's sappy. Okay, so for a lot of people, it's really sappy. So, um, new song isn't just a Christian rock band's name. That's who's saying it. It's also something they probably want to put on their to-do schedule. Come up with a new song. <laughs> this one is another maudlin, manipulative tearjerker about a young boy who's watching his mother on her deathbed. 
He wants to buy his mom a new pair of shoes for when she meets Jesus tonight. And he wants her to look her best. What the fuck? Yeah, no, I know the song. Do you? I've never heard of it before. Yeah, it's, it's. That's horrible. <sighs> it's, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's... I mean, I don't know if it's horrible. Like, it's, it's very clearly oh, pulling in heartstrings, you know? What the fuck? Come on, Mary. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> You're on today. I love it. Actually, you guys don't hear the real wackadoodle side of of Mary <laughs> and her diddly doos. Oh, my diddly doos. No, I don't think I do diddly doos. Karen's anyway, corrupted me. Uh, yes, Mary. When we first met, oh my god, she was just so pure. <laughs> really, goody two shoes. Um, no, no, because there's a real cheeky side to you that I absolutely love. But you. You seem like you were so serious, but I knew there was something. You had a twinkle in your eye. But you look at me like a tatted like up. Like Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a tatted up bulldog. And Mary's like this very blonde, pretty, uh, sporty girl. Very, you know, um, yeah, good. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, fucking C word. No, not to her. I mean, <laughs> I mean that way, like. To like, you know, that fucking she word makes me sick. I think I can go over there and kick him in the box, right? <laughs> it's like looking at me with her eyes bulging. I'm like, yeah, I have no problem saying that word. And you're like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to just tell one more Mary Karen story. Oh, no. Here we go. No, it shows how much of a freaking angel you are. Oh. Okay, so um, we were going to go visit. We've been dating with maybe a couple weeks. And we were going to go visit her sister, who was up at this um, family of friends home. They have a lovely home up on uh, Thousand Islands Lake Water. Yeah, like on the on the St. Lawrence. Yeah, on the, it's just absolutely a beautiful place. And um, so we needed to have a, a pit stop, and uh, so we went into I don't know, was it a coffee shop or something? I think it was a Harvey's. Oh, okay, yeah. And so I went, and then I headed out to the car. I was in the car, and Mary was coming back, and. Um, she was looking at something on the, the grill, the front end of her car, and I fucking beeped the horn. <laughs> she, she was like a cat dangling from the ceiling, and I'm like, Karen, because I, I can't control myself. I cannot. She's a little shit. <laughs> I can't control myself when, this, when, when the opportunity presents itself, and I'm like, it happening? it's happening before I even like know it. And I thought, this woman has every reason to drive me home and never speak to me again. <laughs> And what she do? She got in the car and like giggled and was like, you know, totally adorable about it. And I'm like, I don't deserve her. <laughs> but come on. Were you mad? Uh, no comment. <laughs> but if we're still together. Yes. So, yes, I've corrupted her. and she I might have called her a little shit. I'm not sure. Yeah, I get that all the time. Um, but you know what? We're still together, and um, I've corrupted you, but you've made me a n way nicer person. So oh, well, there, thank there you, go. It's all worked out. Anyway, let's move on to these terrible songs. Um, this one is, uh, oh, you know what? I am just gonna play it. Let's 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 cue this up here. Um, this is one of my faves. All right, here we go. I'm gonna put some glue. Christmas tree 
So Santa Claus a... will stick around all year. She's like um I'll spread it Annie on the floor the from misery. Windows and the door. Yeah. I'll catch him She's like a fly. A stalker. And I'll have him for Easter and the fourth of She's July gonna have him for then. Yeah. What about the rest of the kids? When are they gonna get their presents? <laughs> What kind of present she's looking for? <laughs> With choo-choo trains and rocket ships to see. So, um, yeah. I'm going to put some glue I'll make around the Christmas tree. Come true. Listen to this. With just a little, little glue. glue. And Santa Claus will Be stick around sex for you. <laughs> That's not the lyrics. Well, no, but I mean, seriously, this woman... Santa comes, she glues them to the floor, <laughs> and she keeps them all year. <laughs> and then she says she has them for other holidays. And like like I said, it's like Annie from uh, The Misery, yeah. you know, when he, she hobbles the guy and he can't leave until she writes he writes another book. My favorite scene is when after she like smashes his ankles and he goes, you sick, twisted fuck. You got to love Stephen King for coming up with the best lines for things, right? <laughs> And Annie's like, you've been a bad, dirty birdie. <laughs> now, that should be made a Christmas movie because it does happen in winter. But anyway, so, yeah, that was um, that song I just think is so hilarious. I Who uh, the hell is Joel Gray? Like, I don't know. Is that the person who wrote that little ditty? Maybe. It says this song is about a budding serial killer and torture devising an elaborate saw-like trap for Santa Claus. <laughs> I didn't even read this part. Who... Who he plans to hold captive. It's a guy. Joel. So that was a guy singing? Or like a boy? It was a boy. No. He, who We're pl- going to have to look, look that it. up. It says who he plans to hold captive the entire year. Creepy enough before you get the fact that Gray was a grown man singing in a voice of a little boy by the time he recorded it. Uh <laughs> Oh, wow. That, I thought that was a girl. So did I. I mean. I thought maybe Joel was the person who wrote it. Okay, that's. <laughs> I don't know. That could that could be above the Santa drunk or dad drunk one. I'm not sure. Uh, you know what, though? Now that I know the backstory, I fucking have to say this is one of the best songs I've ever heard. <laughs> that's going to be something. I'm going to make a playlist with all this shit. Oh, God. Okay, number 12 is Iggy Pop, White Christmas. In theory, this is supposed to be a, uh, to coast by on the irony of a guy like Iggy Pop, Iggy Pop singing a delightful classic Christmas song, but it is such a half-baked slapdash arrangement with Pop seeming like he recorded his vocal from the inside of his talking. <laughs> and it, instead it comes out across as macabre, but not in a good way. Okay, here's another one. I didn't group- even know he had a Christmas song. He's so. a <laughs> Okay, so I love Iggy Pop, though. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I'm going to have to find it. So Set It Off. Uh, Set It Off is a band, and it's another uh, a punk band. It's called This Christmas, I'll Burn It to the Ground. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so Definitely not familiar with that one. So this one uh, is a cavalcade of raving carnival barker theatrical horrorcore. that <laughs> comes off as both parody of the scene and an idea of uh, Christmas itself. All right. Then we've got Bruce Springsteen. I think a lot of people will come down on my head for this one, uh, for doing his version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Um, and let's say some artists have the ability to lose themselves in the cover, elevating the original to 
heretofore unheard heights, while others like Springsteen manage to make everything they ever do sound like the same hokey bar band shtick over and over again. Ooh, I know some people aren't going to be happy with that. I, I don't really, it doesn't well, bother me. Well, you didn't write that. I know, but I, I don't, I'm so indifferent about Bruce Springsteen's cover song. I've heard it so many times mm. that I'm just kind of like, well, it's better than some of the other shit that you <laughs> yeah. have to listen to, right? For sure. Um, so this is another uh, bit, She and Him. I've never, have you heard of this band? Nope. And they do a version of uh, Baby It's Cold Outside um, that uh, I, I guess they're just saying it, it sounds creepy when they sing it. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. This one, I think Mary's face <laughs> just dropped. What the actual fuck? <laughs> That's, they're... <laughs> or is Erica say, what the fucko? this okay i'm still my mouth is still open i who could i all right don't understand as erica would say i have no words this is from tiny tim and he wrote this and sang this and produced it in the 80s and it's called santa claus has got the aids and i'm i don't know whether to laugh or cry at this i so I'm going to play it for you. You ready to hear I it? I am literally speechless. I think it's unbelievably fucking offensive. And atrocious. And and... It, but in the same token, because it's so horrific, it's that same reaction that you get that you, like, I laugh sometimes. Because I because it's uncomfortable? Well, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, has Santa Claus has got the AIDS. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh are God. you ready for this? Yes. Okay. okay. Here we Hit go. Me. <laughs> Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year And he won't be round to spread his Christmas cheer The reindeer all look blue They know what he's going through Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year He won't be singing out ho, 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 ho but he'll be yelling out, no, 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 no. The nurses all look sad, cause Santa's got it bad. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. Hello, this is Santa Claus. I won't be here this year. I'm sick, I'm sick, but next year, 12 months to wait and then. He'll soon be round again. Have you had enough? Why uh, yeah. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. Yeah, but it'd be, be, you know. Yeah. What the actual fuck was that? Okay, I don't think that we'll be giving anything away because I don't think you can find a song worse than that. Like... I am literally speechless. Like that is so atrocious. I'll, I'll give something. And if you can come to a second runner-up, okay, second runner-up to, to that. Because to me, that's the worst song. I've could be the worst song in humanity. I I think so. Why I mean, would he write that? Why would he even sing that? I don't know. I mean, I I am like good at the beginning and the end of Tiptoe Through the Tulips. In fact, get me past the the first line, and I've had enough. Ugh, he's horrible. You know? And but to to do this. How do you put Santa Claus and AIDS together? And then, anyway, I know Santa Claus is a fictional thing. 
Oh, wait a minute. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> okay. So, you know, anyway, long story short. And moving on. <laughs> this is just, um, that's probably the worst. And I don't even know if I can play another song that will even match up to it. But let's do yeah. one more and we'll read through the rest of the list quickly. And uh, this one is actually, it's still quite macabre, but uh, it's a tongue in cheek one. And I love this band and uh, I love the, the lead singer. It's a voice. Oh, Santa. I've been waiting on you. That's funny, kid, because I've been coming for you. Oh, Santa, I've been killing just for fun. Well, the party's over, kid, because I, because I got a bullet in my gun. A bullet in your what? I. I've got to tell you, I I don't hate it. <laughs> I actually kind of love it. So who, I mean, who's the female? Because it sounded like there Christina. is no female. Well, who's the person singing at the beginning? Don't you? You don't know who the killers are. Well, yeah, I know who the killers are. It's him. Oh, he's doing that first part? Yes. Oh, I didn't know he could no, go that high. No, he's got an incredible voice. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. I... So, don't shoot me, Santa. Yeah. And it's got this, like, warb- warbly sound to it. And it's just um, the way the time changes. It gets all jerky in the song. And it just sounds like a, like a psychopath. <laughs> And Santa's a vigilante in it? Yeah, he's going after this kid who's been taking people out. So Gotcha. I, I, I kind of like it. Undercover Santa. But it's tongue-in-cheek. Like, it's not... You guys get it. I know you do. All right. Okay, so the next one, I'm just going to go over the rest of the list. So we've got Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas. It's on the list. Oh. Um, I don't know why. It's, uh, I think it's safe to say, in fact, you know, uh, as much as it pains me to say... Anything critical of Phil Collins and Duran Duran, this track is an example of how nostalgia is dangerous. So I guess it just hasn't uh, aged well. Okay. And then there's Justin Bieber, Mistletoe. Uh, So uh, Jingle Bell's a jaunty island vibe and Bieber pledging to be under the mistletoe with this shorty. (laughs) What could go wrong? (laughs) So Pussycat Dolls, Santa Baby. Oh, yes. Okay, well. Um, while it's hard to find much fault with Eartha Kitt's original, uh, if there is one thing that is already... Oh, sorry. If there's one thing this already thirsty song needed is to push it over the, the edge. It was about 5,000% less subtle uh, in a few than a few stripper poles. <laughs> I'm sure they had outfits to match, but I love Nicole Scherzinger. Yeah, no, I think she's pretty cool. Um, okay, then we've got the Jackson 5, Mummy, I saw Mummy Kissing Santa Claus. And when you think about it, you know, um, so surprisingly, Santa Baby isn't the only entry in the venerable old horny for Santa's canon. <laughs> this is another one that's been recorded many times over the years. But the idea of a five-year-old Michael singing this uh, only heightens the weirdness, yeah, of the level. And there's nothing that Christmas quite like the thought of a voyeuristic child watching his father get cuckled by a man who snuck into your house and... <laughs> 
number two is Lady Gaga. Oh, oh I love her. Oh, but why? Christmas tree. Uh, hear me out. Okay. What if we jammed as many iconic Christmas melodies as possible into one blood- bloodless slog of an undanceable da- dance track in which Lady Gaga alludes to her vagina as a delicious Christmas tree? Oh. Okay. I might. Yeah. <laughs> I might have just missed that part. I don't think I know that one, but I may, I'm going to have to listen to them after this. Yeah. And number one is Paul McCartney and the Wings, A Wonderful Christmas Time. I That song makes me nuts. Oh. I have to say that I always kind of liked it, but what's their reason for saying it's the number one worst Christmas song? Okay, because I don't know. Tiny Tim? How do you fucking top that? I don't know how that's not number one. So this is the Beatles of the... This is the Beatles of terrible Christmas songs. It's a love song between a middle-aged man and the new Casio keyboard he got in his stocking. (laughs) A song whose uh, awesome black hole of musicality is almost powerful enough to suck the life out of everything McCartney did before. So there you go. That's our... uh, The worst... Christmas music of all time. Chris Pock Chris Pocalyptic songs. <laughs> yeah. Christmas Pocalyptic. I don't know. So everybody Big Lumps of Coal songs. Get your um get your votes in. Okay. Go on the Facebook page. Facebook? Stat shocking dramas and treatment. Stop shockings in your treatment. <laughs> stat shocking stockings and treatments? Yeah. And Stat shocking traumas and treatments. That's another thing. People didn't realize that um stat was an acronym for shocking traumas and treatments yes i think most people did but people were like oh that's what it means that's what i just got it mm-hmm. i'm like good i'm glad you did because I, I you know because i thought it was obvious but maybe not well you could have just thought it was like that some <laughs> epinephrine stat <laughs> well you and i um i remember when i came up with the name because we were driving somewhere i forget and i was coming up all of them and it was uh going to be between this and strange medicine Right. I still like the title Strange Medicine. Was there was there already a podcast with Strange Medicine? I, I don't know. I can't remember, I can't remember but I ended up picking Stat. Cause I well, thought I can tell you what we need. We need some... Is he dead already? Profifol or something? Could we not give that to Tiny Tim? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. That, so that's... My, my name came from that. And another thing that, uh, you know, my catch line was, sometimes it's the cure that kills you. And I don't say that anymore. And I think it's a good catch line. It is a good, anyway, I think it is a good catch We'll line. see. Maybe I'll put it on a t-shirt um, with one of my <gasps> drawings. There you go. Oh, you still have to draw your uh, annoyed appendix. Oh, yeah. We'll get down to the, my appendix uh, thing. Or agitated. Know, I don't know. Agitated or pissed off or angry appendix. Okay. So let's move on to movies. And this was the best list I found. And it is the top. I don't know if it's the top 20. Yeah, the 20 worst um, Christmas movies of all time. Number one, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas, July 1975. No, that's not number one. That's number 20. Oh, sorry. Number 20. Sorry, sorry. Oh, but I love... Oh, okay, no. Well, let's, let's, let's... No, wait. That's not Rudolph, right? Just yeah, original Rudolph? No, this is this is the Rudolph... Uh, this is Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in 1979. Oh, okay. That's not the, the original Ru- Rudolph. So uh, it says a featuring... I was like, how dare they... 
So this is featuring a plot that involves Rudolph being accused of theft and experiencing a flying reindeer's version of erectile dysfunction when his (laughs) nose stops glowing. Oh, so like Pinocchio's nose grows and then his stops working? Yeah. And it says, Frosty, meanwhile... Rudolph. Uh, it says, Frosty, meanwhile, has a magical top hat stolen by an evil wizard who wants to conquer the world with an army of killer snowmen. <laughs> so, um... I don't think I've ever seen this, but I think I do recall. And they said the most offensive, most festive offense is that Rudolph hits uh, rock bottom and sings, No Bed of Roses <laughs> Covered his nose with red glitter in a desperate attempt to convince himself that life still has meaning. It's true. A lot of these, these movies and stuff, like what we grew up with was terrible. <laughs> like look at all the cartoons. They were so racist and so phobic about so many yeah. things and isms. And it's like, it's terrible. Think about the island of, of what useless toys or unloved toys or broken toys that might be on this list here um uh so let's let's just i can't remember okay number 19 grumpy cat's worst christmas ever (laughs) okay i have to admit i think i actually saw this oh my god i you know what we get something we like and, it and, and you run with it cheesy. and it turns into a fucking movie like angry birds goddamn everything i could go on and on and on i think grumpy cat died didn't he yeah grumpy cat mm. tat i can't talk today yeah he he died um so <laughs> shortly after the making of this movie this is the most festive offense of this. Uh, the pair of would-be rock musicians meant to serve as comic villains and our particularly grating company, grumpy cat occasionally pauses the film to make snide comments on their action. <laughs> so basically grumpy cat is a dick throughout this whole movie. Well, he's grumpy, yeah. Yeah, so maybe. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, uh, Santa Slay. Um, Slay spelled S-L-A-Y. In 2005. Um, So let's just see. This is an entertaining... Okay, you could probably make an entertainingly cheesy Christmas horror comedy from Santa's sleigh premise that Santa is actually the son of Satan and is out on revenge after being forced to deliver presents uh, for the last thousand years after losing a bet. (laughs) You could. But it would require some real actors with comedic timing and uh, ably written jokes. So, uh, former pro wrestler Bill Goldberg joins legendary Hall of Fame of wrestlers who tried to make the transition into horror- into horrendous actors. Apparently, it's also full of really off-color um, jokes ah. that would definitely, as much as they may have been uh, acceptable then, they're 100% unacceptable now. Ah, I see. Okay, so here's one. I'll be home for Christmas. Uh, it's got uh, JTT in it, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, yes. You remember him from the Tiger Beat days? He was in um, all that. What the hell is that? The home. He was in the home of yeah, Tim, Tim, Tim Snorty Snort Allen. Oh, yeah. No, you're not a big fan of him. Yeah, um, he was the little cutie patootie. Yeah, so I guess he this movie he made and uh, he did the voice of of Simba in the um, the first Lion King. Oh, I forgot that. But uh, so you here we do go. the singing part though. 
So his, uh, no, I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, okay. It says, so his agent did what any good agent does, book him in a terrible Christmas movie and hope for the best. Even by Christmas movie standards, this road trip movie is offensively contrived. Roger Ebert uh, put in the best saying that it features people who seem to be removed from a 50 sitcom so they can spread cliches, ancient jokes, dumb plotting, and, uh, and uh, empty, cheerful, sanitized gimmicks into our world in time. So, yeah. I, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here's another one. The Nutca- Nutcracker in 3D 2009. Did you ever see that? Uh, <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> oh, my God. So it says, most festive offense, Nazi rat king John Turturro summons a horn band out of thin air and performs a jazzy number about evil while electrocuting a shark to death for fun. <laughs> what does that now have to do? I think I want to see it just for that. <laughs> what does this have to do with? with... So was he? Oh, wow. It the plot feels like someone took Nutcracker Ballet and sent the script through an office shredder, and then attempted to piece all of it back together in any <laughs> in a random order. The tone is legitimately bizarre, somewhere between a war film and family comedy. <laughs> alternating before horrifying rat men in Nazi uniforms and Nathan Lane in a fright wig with a German accent. It got a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my God. Wow. (laughs) That's, yep. And then we got one here, 15, Saving Christmas, 2014. Kirk Cameron's in it. That's got to tell you everything right there. Oh, goodness. Um, It says... uh, You are saved! Saving Christmas is one of the strangest entries you'll ever find in the put Christ back in Christmas genre. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he's a very Christian fellow. Uh Precisely because it runs counter to all other Christian movies that condemn the secular traditions of the holiday. Um, Cameron has no desire to denounce Santa or decorating your Christmas tree. It just sounds like it just goes on and on and on about... No, Christmas hasn't gotten too... Com- oh, whatever. I, you know what? I'm not even going to read anymore. Kirk Cameron. That's all I have to say. <laughs> religious kind of Christmas movie. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Christmas Evil, 1980. Christmas Evil sounds like a derivative Ooh. slasher. Like a derivative slasher. But it's so much weirder than that. In fact, it predates Silent Night, Deadly Night as the first of the killer Santa features. <laughs> okay. And it's so much more disturbed. A man is literally driven insane as a child when... Oh, sorry. A man is literally driven insane as a child when he sees mummy performing sexual favors on Christmas cl- on Santa Claus. So the film naturally then fast forwards about 40 years to this sad middle-aged loser who works at a toy factory and spends his time at home dressing up as Santa and spying on neighborhood children. What the fuck? Oh my lord. <laughs> I'm assuming that Santa was her whoever at the time. Boyfriend, daddy, mama. Uh, something, right? This is crazy. It says, the most festive offense. The ending, of course, the star of the show. Okay, the ending, of course... The star of the show. But there's another bit I love. After committing his first murder, Santa is wandering the street when he gets pulled into an office party. He spends literally five full minutes of screen time playing with the children and dancing before taking leave. What? How do people come up with this? So wait, is the guy dressed up as Santa and he's like a serial killer? I guess, yeah. But he doesn't go around killing Santas. That's a good point. We might have to find this one. 
It's called Christmas, Christmas Evil. Evil. And it was Where made in was 1980. Where number, chair number? Uh, number uh, 14. Okay. So we're just going to get worse here. Surviving Christmas, 2004. Oh, look at Ben Affleck's in it. And uh, hmm, it's I the year that uh, Jiggly came out. Jiggly? Jiggly? Oh, yeah. What was that? Oh, he was on a roll. <laughs> he was on a roll of one. Jiggly. <laughs> Is that when they were like Benifer or something like that? Or Yeah, I think when he was with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, my God. So the, the film just feels broken and wrong on a deep subconscious level. Like... It's a cinematic equivalent of an old high school ex who drops by your house unannounced and says, just to say hi 20 years later, because he was in the neighborhood. Oh, God. So James Gandolfini and Catherine O'Hara were both tricked into being in this movie. Oh, not Catherine O'Hara. I know. I love her so much. Oh, God. She is the best. Ship's Creek is just the best. Okay, so here's uh, Deck the Halls uh, with Danny DeVito in 2006. Okay. Um, it, this pretty much... This is pretty much the dregs at the bottom of the barrel. Okay. It's hard to even know what to say when faced with this kind of anti-entertainment. The story of two neighbors, Matthew Broderick. Oh, there we go. Danny DeVito, who battle to determine who is who has the most vociferous Christmas celebrator. Oh, who is the most vociferous? <laughs> That's a big word. That's a big word for me. And so, yeah, who's who's who's, you know better at christmas basically and uh it was um considered one of the worst films of 2006 okay oh god it says oh most offensive most festive offense oh i don't know how about matthew broderick being covered in green camel mu camel mucus <laughs> okay camel mucus yeah <laughs> green camel mucus yeah. okay okay so santa claus conquers the martians in 1964 <laughs> Oh, that oh, sounds like a classic. Just look at the picture. I that this stuff is creeps me out. I, I know it does. Tell you anything from like the twenties and thirties really, really just creeps me out. I can't I can't stand it. And then when in the fifties these black and white movies where they tried to make like people look like like this, like elves or or animal like oh, the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it creeps me the fuck out yeah their makeup and costume only dorothy and toto i can really look at mm -hmm. i know i'm a weirdo but this no, stuff no. just creeps me out the it's makeup same as costume like those mannequin dolls or whatever oh god it's so bad there's you could go look if you google ventriloquist dummies or um, whatever the scariest costumes in history and you look at the ones from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, they are just absolutely horrific. In fact, when I think about it, when I was a kid in the 70s as well, we had those like plastic molds, the little holes for the eyes and the mouth. And if you stuck your tongue out that little hole, like you lacerated the shit out of your mouth <laughs> and you couldn't even taste your candy. I had a Casper the Ghost one. So, but why would you stick your tongue through? <laughs> this is like when you're like, I'm going to see what happens if I uh, lick my charger cord while it's plugged in. Yeah, I have to know. I've got to know. Nice. If I head. don't know, I become obsessed with knowing. So I just have to do it. I yeah, you were that kid. I was that kid. And half the time that I was injured, I wouldn't tell anyone. Because I knew. <laughs> You'd get in trouble. Well, not only that, I inflicted it upon myself. I knew from a very <laughs> young age that if I rocked over my fingers with a rocking chair to see if it hurt, that I couldn't complain. Even though I walked around with, like, cracked, broken, bruised knuckles <laughs> 
Why would you do that? Because I wanted to know if a rocking chair on carpet, if you put your fingers between the chair where you rock, the rocker, would the carpet absorb enough no. to make it not hurt? <laughs> no, it didn't. So yeah. now I've saved you. All from having to try yes, to about it. like cracking uh, cold Twizzlers across your knuckles. That fucking hurts. That sounds like <laughs> now you don't have to see and yes i stuck my tongue on a pole a, a outside pole <laughs> metal pole and yes i freaked out tore it off and had a big chunk missing off my tongue but i found out it's like when someone serves you dinner and says watch out the plate's hot what's the first thing you do Ow! <laughs> oh but you don't do that do you I have you I, I try not to <laughs> i try not to so all right so freaky 60s black and white yeah i'm not even getting to this one so it's it's absolutely creepy aliens and santa so santa claus conquers the martians it's absolutely uh it says uh at least has charmingly dumb early 60s sincerity going for it which makes it one of the more genuinely enjoyable films on the list uh children's movie revolving around a band of inept green martians uh, who kidnaps Santa to bring Christmas to the listless children of the Red Planet. It features some of the more hilariously bad costumes of the century. You know what? I think it's horrendously uh, horrific bad costumes of uh, the century. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, me, so go check out um, Santa Claus meets, or no, Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Mm-hmm. Next on the list. Oh, I've seen this one. Jack Frost 2, Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. <laughs> Look at the picture of the snowman. That is some scary shit. That is a scary looking snowman. It's got like branches that are like the most evil eyebrows. Um, these two little black. Now there was there was a eyes. first Jack Frost where where Michael Keaton is a turns into a snowman or something. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. This is um the only uh, reason I, that this 1996 original killer snowman movie, Jack Frost, isn't one isn't on the list is that the sequel is even more insane. Previously dissolved by antifreeze in the first movie, Jack Frost is reborn thanks to a spilled cup of coffee with new powers. <laughs> people does, people get paid to write. How this does stuff. a spilled coffee co cup of coffee turn into a snowman? It's the wonders of Hollywood. And it says, including the ability to split into a pack of carnivorous snowball children. Ah. Oh. It says, if the days of our lives ever did a killer snowman episode, this is what it would look like. <laughs> okay, so. All right. Uh, there's a Christmas story, too. Oh, why? Why? The original was fine. I... The original was was a really cute movie. I liked it. it. I think it's a cult classic. I didn't like the kid. I didn't like his round glasses and his the dumb look on his face all the time. Ooh, I know. I'm horrible. <laughs> I'm a horrible person, aren't I? <laughs> no, you're not. <sighs> Honestly, that lamp though, the mannequin leg with a with the lamp. Fragile. <laughs> that's just like the best thing ever. Um, but anyway, so this Christmas, I don't. You, some things you just who's don't even make in this? Um, who's this dude? Oh, he looks familiar to me. Yeah. I should know who this is. Uh, he looks familiar to me. Too. Darren McGavin. Okay. Okay. I I, I just, he's I'll one of those guys that you see then. in movies and you go, oh, it's him, but you don't remember his name. Right. Uh, Christmas is that forgettable? Story 2, it says, uh, if you can watch the trailer for a Christmas Story 2 without running to the bathroom to vomit, then you should be com commended. 
It has a long history of cross Christmas commercialism, yet you'd be hard pressed to find in a more offensive appropriation of beloved source material from this went straight to DVD. So, um, oh, Daniel Stern. Oh, it's, uh, sorry. Oh, right, right, Daniel right. Stern. Sorry. Uh, quality is that Darren um, Gavin is is the guy. Okay, his, um, and then Daniel Stern is the the, the whatever the actor. Um, the movie is obsessed with replaying every joke from the film, from the first film. Okay. Okay. That's pretty bad, but like that's your material. Like, why even make the movie? And it went straight for DVD. Probably made like six bucks. Okay, here's one. Santa Claus. C-L-A-W-S. Claus. Hey. Oh, okay. From, from 1996. <laughs> I thought it was like, oh, the Santa Claus. I go with Tim Allen. This is what the, the person wrote. Uh, I remember once showing this film during a Christmas party thinking it would be a kitschy Christmas slasher. Perfect for a um, irreverent, geeky audience. What we didn't bank on was the fact that it's essentially softcore porn masquerading as a horror movie. What the fuck? Oh. Which made Ow. just a... T- <laughs> the cause. <laughs> Which um, made things just a tad awkward. It's one of those exploitation films that attempts to do two different things at the same time and is equally miserable at both. Too dirty and depressing to titillate and far too inept to entertain or frighten anyone. Oh, revolving around an obsessed fan of B-movie scream queen sex symbol, it waffles between poorly dubbed action sequences and cringe inducing sexy photos who is is destined to meet a claw-related end. Oh, God. Yikes. All right. um, Oh, my God. Number seven. Santa with muscles. Oh, well, they know there's the sexy Santa that people like the, oh, the hot God. older dudes with beards and muscles. Is this like a take on that? Oh, I don't know. This is just um, Hulk Hogan as a kindly Santa who is going to protect Christmas with his 24-inch pythons. <laughs> uh, Hogan plays an evil millionaire who becomes Santa after falling down a garbage chute and receiving what is clearly severe brain damage. Oh, God, that's all you need to know. Um, He has superpowers from a range of electric hands to the proficient use of stink gas. That's my superpower. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you've got the pythons from uh, being a massage therapist. So there you go. So, yeah, that's that's, uh, Santa with muscles, 1996. Is that the picture? Is that him there? Yeah. it's. uh, Did they use cotton batten for his beard? Because that's what it looks like. You, you guys have to I mean, look. Didn't this... they have in the budget to even get like decent oh. looking beard for him? He's wearing a Santa uniform or a Santa jacket or whatever, but the shoulders, the sleeves are cut off. Yeah, that was probably in his contract. So he can show off his pythons. show off his pythons, and he's got like the worst beard that you couldn't even get at like yeah. party packagers. You know, they yeah. don't even sell something that bad. Okay, so here, uh, Jingle All the Way to 2014. Is this? This is Larry the Cable Larry, Guy. Larry, I was going to say, yeah. Oh, God. That's, that's you don't even have to say anything more. The most That <laughs> there was a second one of Jingle All the Way. This is the most frustrating thing about Jingle All the Way is, isn't that it's Larry the Cable Guy. It's not the film is a WWE production. It's not even that it's a single, a, a, sorry, a sequel. The infuriating thing is that unlike A Christmas Story 2, its sequel 
it's a sequel to a film that no one in the world desired to sequelize. (laughs) (laughs) So people did like the first one enough to make a second one. I guess, you know, Larry the Cable Guy, they're trying to like pull out every last tiny, um, a bit of, you know, milk dry the Cable Guy guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Winnie. Oh, God. All right. The next one is A Karate Christmas Miracle. Oh. Eric Roberts is in it. Right. Okay. I don't know who the other people are. Poor Eric Roberts. We <laughs> got a sister, Jill Roberts, who's just like superstar. Yeah, and then even Super his famous. daughter, Emma Roberts, is doing amazing. And he's like a karate Christmas miracle. <laughs> when was that gem made? Oh, nine, last year, two thousand nineteen. Seriously? Yeah, and oh if you God. look at the picture, it looks like something from. God, the 1970s. It's really 80s. bad. I thought it was going to be like Ralph Macchio and Karate Kid Christmas Miracle. <laughs> no. That would have been better. It said, it could only happen on Christmas. That's the bo- the title line. Oh, my God. Um, this high-grade hallucinogen of a movie is what you get when you apply the magical thinking, reasoning powers of a psych ward inmate to a vaguely Christmas-themed film script. Okay, I think that says it all. Yep. But still, I think we should explore Karate Kid Christmas. I think we should. Yeah. Maybe we should be like finding these and giving them away as a as a giveaway <laughs> for uh, a worse movie. Okay, this one is called Last Ounce of Courage. This is a movie, Christmas movie, 2012. Um, every bad Christmas movie list needs at least one genuine Christian war on Christmas movie. The Last Ounce of of courage may be well the worst one ever made saving christmas wishes it could be demented oh sorry saving christmas wishes it could be this demented oh my god okay so uh regardless this film truly is amazing is an amazing viewing experience packed with conservative dogma that is so clumsy and ham-fisted that one can't help but wonder who the writer thought would possibly be this simple-minded enough not to realize is is attempt at manipulating the work anyway um it, this plot around uh an archetypal archetypal american hero veteran g- grandfather town mayor <laughs> who decides up to him to bring christmas back to a city that has banned all displays of festive merriment for reasons that are totally unclear okie dokie so it's like the um, footloose of christmas movies uh, there is no <laughs> there's no dancing there's no uh there's no mistletoe <laughs> It's been banned because someone kissed underneath it on oh, a bridge God. and fell off and died. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your version. I love your explanation. That's you? so much I better. Think so, yeah. yeah so. so number three is Christmas. Sorry, Santa Claus, nineteen fifty nine. It was made in nineteen fifty nine. Um, so Santa lives in a castle in space <laughs> with Merlin the Wizard. A robotic reindeer and a bunch of ethnically stereotyped children who perform for his amusement. Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, in hell, Satan sends him one of his demon henchmen to wreak havoc on Earth and induce petty vandalism. And it says a a bunch of uh, residents in Mexico City get really loaded one night, blackout, and woke up to find... A completed film canister clutched in their hands and a bunch of frightened children asking for their parents. <laughs> okay, so that's a good one. Ooh, look at this one. Elves. Oh, is that like Play-Doh? Number two. <laughs> what is this face made out of? That's really bad um, 
what do you call it? Uh, uh, what do you call it? Special effects. Jesus. Yeah. Elves. 1989. Elves is a perfect storm of everything could, that could go conceivably wrong while shooting a movie um, all going wrong at the same time. <laughs> It's got everything. Anti-Christmas witches, neo-Nazi scientists, inarticulate elf puppets, and a plot to bring about a pint-sized master race by breeding Nazi elves with a virgin. Holy shit! <laughs> oh, wow. I think Tiny Tom's, Tiny Tim's song just... He should be... That should be the song. The theme song. The theme I song I bet you it's for... on the soundtrack. <laughs> it is, probably. Oh, my God. The characters are awesomely ludicrous. None more so than... Dan Grizzly Adams, Haggerty, so Grizzly Adams is in it, who plays an alcoholic bum, mall Santa, former mall cop, former private eye, who also happens to recognize symbols scrawled on the ground in blood thanks to a, a book in college. <laughs> I remember on mythical symbols and runes. <laughs> oh, wow. Was somebody on something when they write that? I, I have no idea. And how does it get made? Like, I, I don't know. Who do you know? Who do you owe a favor to? Like, <laughs> okay. Pretty, oh, number one. Number Is one. Number one. Yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part Two. Oh, yes. Because the first one was so good. So amazing. Um, <laughs> Forgettable. Oh, okay. So it says, uh, even if you've never heard the title Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part Two, you may well be familiar with the classic garbage day scene. The infamy of which has far surpassed the film itself. So what is that? Okay. So the garbage scene is one character taking garbage out in one of those metal bins. Just like a classic metal garbage. Yeah. And he's and he pan. puts one down, lifts another one up, and as he puts it down, there's a guy standing there with the gun and he goes, garbage day. And he looks insane and he shoots him and then he like swirls the yeah. the gun around his finger and blows the smoke off. And then he just says garbage day again. But it's, I can see why this movie would remember for that scene because the scene is so amazing. So, But there's nothing Christmassy about it. Just saying. No, no. <laughs> So if you want to uh, check out Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, uh, yeah. So you've got this whole list of absolutely horrible movies. And if you can uh, come up with something better, let me know. But I think there's just a lot of really bad ones to come up with. Yeah. These are maybe are the, the, the lesser known. I don't know. Um, let, okay. Before we end this, I, I'm going to... What's your favorite movie, Mary? Christmas movie. My favorite... Christmas movie is a classic. It's in black and white. It's called The Bishop's Wife, and it stars David Niven, Cary Grant, and Loretta Young, I believe. Alrighty. I always get that wrong. I always have to look it up, but I'm positive it's Loretta Young. So, yes, it's a it's a classic. It's a elegant. Everybody's always so elegantly dressed back in those days, and you know, just you know. Yeah, no, I, I've watched it with you a couple times. It is. It's a nice movie. It's just I don't know. I like it sweet. My favorite movie, I think it's a lot of people's favorite movie, but it's A Christmas Vacation. <laughs> I, I just, I love everything about that movie. Yeah, it's fun. Another question. And I, mean, I like Home Alone, too. It's cute. Yeah, no, that, that's a cute movie, too. Um, you never know that, you know, Macaulay Culkin would grow up to be such a, like, kind of skeleton troll looking dude. He was so cute. <laughs> now he just looks like... Yeah, he's been through some stuff. Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> All right. But yeah, those would be, those would be. Another question. Is Die Hard 
a Christmas movie. Oh, no. Should we delve into this? <laughs> well, they tend to put it in at Christmas, and it's about... I think it's a Christmas movie because it's happening at Christmas. Okay, but how many movies happen at Christmas? Well, my sister likes The Ref. She loves that movie. I think... With Dennis Leary. And, and then, what's it? Um, I think... with Sandra Bullock. Um, that's, it's, there's part of it at Christmas. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of movies that happen at Christmas. I can't remember the but name. But I think it's more of a Christmas tradition than yes. it is a Christmas movie. Okay, I, I could, I could. Because people sit down, they're like, "Let's watch Die Hard," right? Yeah. And exactly. I think that it's not because it happens at Christmas, but it's become like a Christmas tradition thing. Oh my God, we have to mention about Frank the Christmas Gargoyle. Oh, person. yeah, yeah. Did, did, who who posted that on Facebook? Aaron Hughes. Okay. Um, if you. Yeah, just just Google um, Frank the Christmas Gargoyle, and it's a whole incredible story about a neighborhood Karen that loses it loses it on um, uh, another neighborhood uh, neighbor neighborhood neighbor um, who's a vet, and she has a, a, a gargoyle on her on her you know front porch and puts a Christmas hat on it, and it because just, the woman said it wasn't festive enough, and it just devolves into like absolute hilarity where. Karen keeps losing her shit and the 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 husband and wife vets just, you know, make it more and more ridiculous. <laughs> it is a person after my own heart. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um go if you can Google that. Check oh. it out on the face. I think it's on our Facebook page. It is. Um if you don't, you know, if you don't want to go there, just Google it and I think you'll you guys will have a good laugh from that. Mm-hmm. Um so, I want to thank everybody who has supported this show in this insane year. Uh first of all, thank you to Gary Henderson for becoming um, my most recent Patreon supporter. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, thank you, Gary. It it means a lot. Uh, you guys have really helped out a lot, and it it does just help pay for the the monthly expenses to run the show. So thank you so much, and it's even extra appreciated because it's hard to come by a buck this year. Um, it's just that's why I, you know I put it on hold for a while, and uh, it, it's hard. I mean jobs are scarce times are scary and um you know uh thank you so much and thank you for everybody that listens and has stuck by the show again um tried to keep it uh consistent it's been difficult um just doing that with all the insanity going on so thank you for hanging in there um another thing is that i'm gonna put the show on on hiatus for about two weeks because or maybe a bit longer i know i've been inconsistent with the the episodes uh, like I said, you know, things have been a little crazy. Um, Eric and I have not been able to get together or even find a good time to do it by Skype. And it's just not the same, you know, unfortunately. We're much better when we're in a room together. But um, I recently had uh, some surgery. I had uh, my appendix out and, you know, then I was exposed to COVID and all that kind of stuff. I'm okay. But through that, um, some more um, kind of serious uh, things uh, had shown up and I got to deal with those. So I'm just going to take a couple weeks break to deal with that and then come back hitting, hitting hard for 2021. Cause this year we're going to have to like somehow, you know, just lay a big smack down and, and, and get everything back in order the best we can. Flush it down the toilet. Flush it down the toilet if we can. It's a big turd of a year. <laughs> a big turd of a year. Exactly. So, um, but I'll be back uh, probably mid-January with, um, I'm hope yeah, by no later than mid-January. And I come out with that second episode with uh, Andrew Wakefield. And um, got some more Scumbag. exciting things in the mix that uh, I'm going to make you wait to hear about. 
And I'm always looking for show ideas because I want to give you guys, um, I want you to be a part of of the show. And you guys have come up with some great ideas that, I've, that I have uh, actually made episodes from this year. Um, and yeah, so I'm kind of mumbling along here, but uh, just thank you for all the reviews. Thank you for joining the Facebook group and participating. Thank you for the Patreon support. Thank you for listening. And please, please stay safe. I mean, this is a crazy time and just take care of yourself and, and love each other. And, you know, we don't all celebrate Christmas, I, I, all holidays, all celebrations. And just, you know what, just hold each other tight and love each other. And um, but yeah, if you have to keep six feet. <laughs> yes. You know what, this is great when you can use Skype and, and FaceTime. We're able to at least see each other. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. Yeah, we do love you. And um, just going to keep rolling on, take a little tiny break, get uh, come up for air, get that stuff sorted out, and uh, come back bigger and badder than ever. So, Merry Christmas season. Greetings. Happy holidays to each and every one of you. And, um, uh, yeah, look forward to the new year. Yep. 2021, baby. All right. Peace. Peace. One love. True crime and it gets none realer. Sometimes it'll be the cure that'll kill you. Gotta watch out, yeah, you gotta watch your back. Cause you don't wanna be another episode on stat. Thank you for tuning in, learn a thing or two. These medical mysteries can be unbelievable, yeah. Subscribe, make sure you do that so you'll be tuned in and be ready for the next show. Stat.